I loved me some Harlequin romance novels, man. That was my jam for 15 years plus until I finally said, ooh, The Expanse. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Like Our Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a premiere episode of Bridgenton on Netflix. This is the first episode, Diamond of the First Water. Written by Chris Van Dusen, who worked on Scandal in Private Practice. Directed by one Julie Ann Robinson, who worked on Nurse Jackie and Orange is the New Black. I gave this first episode a solid 8 out of 10. I liked it. It definitely had me in my Harlequin Romance throwback feels. As I said at the top, that was my introduction into reading heavily when I was 10 years old was in that section that I shouldn't have been in and no one stopped me. Absolutely no one. So I used to go home with like 10, 15 romance books. I would devour those like hotcakes. I've probably read, I've read so many that there's probably very few that's just probably recently in the last three or four years no that's not accurate either it's pretty much when i gave birth that's when the harlequin romances were packed away into my past because well fantasy no more (laughs) reality sucks anyhow (laughs) i don't want to go back to the innocence that i i used to uh think of as romance now i live them out in more uh visceral manners like scandal and some other shows that i will not name at this current moment because that sounds like extra work on my brain (laughs) and it is already late enough and i'm just getting to this episode i just finished watching it i will say i like the the set pieces a lot i like the colors i love the way in which they have the bridgentons are very fashionably pretty and then you have the oh what are they called i just at the, i knew i was gonna forget at the top of my head uh i'll go pick it up it's somewhere in here but it's the opposite family and they're just ridiculously dressed and just the unfashionable side just ew i feel so bad for them because their mother is terrible featheringtons that's who they are um and they are being presented at court which is how the episode begins we know that daphne bridgerton actually is the one that's being presented to queen charlotte and is seen as the incomparable of the season and that's kind of how we launch things off and before we kind of get any further i will say i also read all of the julia quinn novels however i do not have them down in my brain as much as i do lady whistle down like i know her character perfectly but everyone else is kind of a blur I remember starting getting too much um much more layered more complex stories and i'm not saying julia quinn doesn't have wonderful stories and great characters i just for some reason like my like my 
a TV right now like much more complicated darker characterizations and and things going on some murder mysteries shit like that <laughs> um that I really do prefer I think that with the character of oh what is her name I'm not going to be great with names in this first episode I can tell you right now and I've become very very attached to x-ray on Amazon so we shall see um Marina Thompson yes I think maybe we will get a little bit more complexity I mean we got a little bit in I think one of her novels like dealing with yeah like she I remember she was a sad character and I remember that she I think she died (laughs) spoiler alert but I heard that she's completely she's not the same character from the book so I don't think that's going to be her fate however we do learn some interesting shit in this episode and I will say that pretty much seems the most interesting aspect to me thus far i can tell you right now anthony uh just uh (laughs) he is someone that they definitely changed from the books a lot i remember that much because i don't remember any of the brothers being quite this pompously overprotective and that was not that kind of family charm there was almost a little bit of a a twinkly feeling around the Bridgertons there was love that went into their characters and not too many flaws but yeah he's a flawed one that I don't quite like but he had to break up with his soprano mistress at the end of the episode he did it in a very disgustingly man of the times way and it showed a little bit of a different complexity to these rakes or these men that are having sex with these women and then the double standard on how he acts around his sister because she's a lady i'm glad that they are addressing some of the problematic way in which women were viewed the worth in which they gave themselves in which society gave them i am hoping they add a little bit more layers and i think they may do that through the marina thompson character i'm not going to be seen by scene just so you know i will be all over the place (laughs) that's just the one aspect of the show that i find the most interesting because it's not so cookie cutter and i am very up on my and i'm all down for do not get me wrong the whole you know (laughs) victorian wit back and forth and and the thought of being courted and the rules and all that stuff don't get me wrong i love it for what it is but i i am not gonna pretend this is a harlequin romance novel it is a production in which you have an opportunity to add the adaptation and it would be nice and it seems as if they may be exploring some more realistic aspects of you know the fact that this world is very very privileged (laughs) it is afforded to very few women actually there are a lot of women less men 
the fact that your life's goal is to appeal to a man enough that he will want to marry you and it's your father or your your parental figure in this case anthony the brother they pick the most advantageous match and you really don't have as much as a say in that as you believe and you are then the property of said man and that love of that girlish dream of love is is quickly burst on one's wedding night <laughs> all of this just to avoid spinsterhood which is means you're in undesirable because god forbid you didn't marry at 20 and from there your worth is declined despite the fact that you have many more years to live on this earth and you will then become dependent upon your relatives and given a low status and be condemned for the rest of your life that is what a woman's role is so yeah when she's telling anthony you don't know what it's like to be me and this be the only thing of value and the only thing that i should accomplish like she's interested in marrying and getting to know people and i am talking about daphne however she is also wanting to make a match she's not against it she's not one of those like i do find those characters much more appealing in the romance side the ones that are just like fuck marriage i don't want to do it how the hell do i get the shit out of this <laughs> those characters i really like as well and I, I ended up reading more of them as time went on but i digress daphne is very much wanting to make a great match and she was blessed enough to be born beautifully blonde <laughs> and blue-eyed and slender the perfect frame and she's got wealth and she wants to live up to the fact that queen caroline has kissed her and basically made her the diamond of the first water in the in the season which is a big deal in society it's like oh my god you gotta make the perfect match now because you have to live up to that standard and there is a very translucent uh victorian beauty to daphne that she owns referencing all the things that i listed before about this very problematic life structure she also is going to use as much as she can to find at least something that will be compatible to her and she's going you know out there knowing exactly what it is and she's not pretending otherwise this is what she has to do and she is not making any real gripes about it so i like that about her she's not romanticizing it and then it turns out she kind of meets her match and what is his name yeah i'm really terrible with names <laughs> on this first episode mainly because i didn't write any notes um and i liked his grandmama more is that his grandma i'm not sure but I remember her very well from the books. And oh yeah, that Simon Bassett, the Duke of Hastings, 
I love dupe stories. I don't know why, because they're just the highest in the land. <laughs> I always love dupe stories. Lady Danbury, yes, that she plays that character to a T. I love her so much. And her and oh, I forgot her name again. God damn it, Daphne's mom. They plan to make a match, playing a matchmaking match between the two, because they would make an excellent match especially since they kind of challenge each other and he'd be giving her the sexy eye since he met her and she's definitely be giving him the you kind of get on my nerves but at the same time you so damn sexy and you seem like there's things i want to peel back from you and not just your clothes so their dance pretty much summed up the chemistry where later on anthony tells her a hey, lord burbeck which you could tell by the fact that he's the only one he allowed alone with his sister is the match that he chose which he chose that before she even talked to anyone else and that's how it was gonna be and that was that and since she has enough respect for her brother and a lot of women just did not go against their parental figure she thinks that she is stuck however her and Bassett decide to make a ruse that they are going to be engaged or courting each other so that the mamas aren't up his ass and she doesn't look like she is a failure and has to marry lord burbrek that she knocked out and she defended him herself after he got real fresh so i like the the storylines where you know they're kind of quickly they got things going on behind each other but then they're able to be all "Ooh, you make me feel all gooey <laughs> inside I, that's what's gonna go down with this and I, it'll be interesting to see them fall in love i think they they are pretty together and i'm not invested as a ship yet but i don't think i was ever invested in the ship in this one i really like the penelope and colin story even though it's very understated and in the background because he is now courting and seemingly winning the hand of maria thompson thomason but we find out that she is not only the bastard daughter of lord federton but she is also pregnant and they have brought her here to find a match and you could see the whole entire time that the the mrs featherton she seems so angry about the fact that this girl was overshadowing her daughters because she was so pretty and so much so that even lady whistledown was saying maybe she's the real diamond in the rough of the season because she's got so many suitors and she's not happy about it because her own you know daughters aren't getting that type of influence and so she's bitter about it however but she's also considered a success so that is a slap in the face especially since this is not her daughter it's her her husband's by blow and she says yeah your father's gonna find out and he's gonna kick you from the house and i don't have to put up with this ruse anymore i have a feeling he might already know 
he seems to have a certain affection for her and i really thought he was just creeping on her and i thought we were gonna get uh him cornering her in a hallway and making sweet kisses at her i really was thrown that that was his her his daughter so it's like oh shit that was not going where i thought it was because it was clear he did he wanted to be in the same room and watched her when she was with her suitors and we know now that's with a fatherly affection and this makes the mrs featherton very angry and she ends up slapping her in the face when marina finally uh, lets her true feelings show by saying you know i don't want to be here i don't want this situation you uppity motherfuckers and then she catches a slap to the face i also really like eloise i think she was also one of my favorite characters out of the bridgingtons and her storyline goes a whole different connection and it's a little bit connected to marina i won't say much more but i kind of hope they go a different route with her it would be nice but i think that's doubtful so we shall see but i, I really like her character in heineketh like her character too and you see that the family's close because they all have dinner together they all like each other the brothers are close as well they're really scared of lady <laughs> danbury and i'm glad that we have some women of color in different parts that is a nice and i saw uh, some in the crowd as well i also like some of the introduction to modern music into the the scenes i did not for the life of me i don't know what first two the first song was in that ball but i know the second one was like girls like you baby i was like oh i know that song i know that song <laughs> but the first one i was like it's familiar but i don't know what it is so if you do you can write me in the feedback or just tell me below or just tweet it at me anything because well now that i think about it they might actually just come out with a soundtrack so there's that i don't have much else to say um good pilot i will be interested to see how the season goes let's head on to the feedback what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for the new series that we're watching bridgington season one episode one um i had no idea what this was i didn't watch a premiere didn't watch anything so the only thing i little really saw was like the thumbnail picture on um netflix and i don't like normally like like victorian era type shows and mostly because most of the time <laughs> it's a bunch of white people and i've told you how i felt like i i think just I've been spoiled as of late because there's so many you know people of color that are on TV so now when I see a show that looks like it's only white people I usually don't want to see it but I know on the little thumbnail there was a brown person and I was like okay um why not and then the first thing I see when the credits started was Shondaland and I was like oh okay Shonda Rhimes got something to do with this okay 
That's what I'm talking about because I know my girl about to sprinkle all kinds of brown folks all up and through her shows. She always do. And I was here for it. Um, you know how I am with names, so I'm not really going to try and do characters because I don't know anybody's name yet. And I'm not in the mood to be writing notes. You know what I've been going through. I'm just not in the mood to be taking notes. Um, I'm feeling better. I'm just not in the mood. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that the black folks in this show are gorgeous. Like the man that played the Duke, Lord, I'm going to watch the show just for his finance. Like, oh my God, fine. Like when I saw him, I was like, please let him be a main character because he is so fine. Then we got the queen, black, what? And then the other lady, I don't remember what her name is, but she's like a pretty brown skin lady. She seems like like some type of successful, <laughs> influential somebody or the other. Um, I really liked I liked the fact that the black people that we saw are really gorgeous. So they picked some beautiful black people, and I am here for that. Um, I <laughs> I enjoyed like I didn't think I would like this show, but it it definitely seems interesting, and I love that the the cousin. <laughs> from the farm farm life was a black girl and she was gorgeous and beautiful and she took all the attention away from old girls kid daughters <laughs> her daughters do look pretty plain jane but you know it seems like they come from money so they have diaries that are very very impressive and it sounds like the one girl's diary is only four figures I think four figures sound like a lot of money, but I guess not. Um, I just, one of the takeaways I got from this show was like, like I know being a woman is hard, but it, it sucked. <laughs> like you're literally the only thing that you're capable of doing is getting a suitable husband. And then not only have to worry about like, is he suitable and wealthy and he can do for you, but it, like that he's not a uggo. <laughs> It sucked. Like, I don't know why dude, her brother was being like the way that he was, but it seemed like he was sabotaging her on purpose. It's like you're supposed to be, you know, helping her find a suitor, but you're scaring everybody away. And then you're only leaving the weirdo like he he seemed weird and creepy from the beginning, like like he would like cut her for pleasure, like sexual pleasure like he seemed like a weirdo to me like I I don't know I didn't trust him from the beginning and the way he looked like he was like 12 years older than her which I know is a thing that they used to do back then but like there was suitors there that were her age so I just I don't know I just I still didn't understand why her brother was being that way he was purposely interfering with her getting someone that she could at least be attracted to like I feel like being being promised to someone you don't even want to be around sucks because you're not only expected to marry this person, but you have to have their kids and be around them for the rest of your life. Like it sucks. Like and do look creepy as hell. And the fact that he got so butthurt at the end and he was trying to like and he literally tried to like attack her because he said, you think you're too good. That's sound you thinking I'm like you think I'm too good for you. Sounds like a serial killer type of dialogue like that man's crazy just like I thought like 
I feel like if she'd have married him, she'd have had some unmarked bruises underneath her corset. She, he probably would have been choking her because he, to make himself feel better. He looked crazy. So I'm glad she did not have to be with him. And her brother, a dickhead for making that marriage. She, he knew damn well she didn't want to marry that man. He had asked. And uh, it sounds like he played that opera singer because now she's ruined for forever he was supposed to be taking care of her and now he's like oh it's over so what is she supposed to do with the rest of her life she can't very well marry someone with her vagina being stretched out because of you um so that sucked uh what else um the little the cute short chubby one oh my god i love her she's so cute <laughs> she looked like she was about eight inches shorter than everybody else and her being chubby so I'm sure that's gonna be the thing that people are making her look less desirable um she seems nice enough but the way she was looking at the other sister at the beginning I thought she was gonna turn out to be a lesbian but I guess they're just both really smart and they're friends I suppose um what was the other thing uh, I wish I really I really wish I'd have wrote down people's names because I I can see the people in my mind but I can't talk to you about them because I don't know anybody's name um I do like how, um, what you call it, sister and the Duke decided that they were going to plan this uh, whole, like, to make her look more desirable and to make him look like he's no longer in the market. I'm just happy we get to see his fine ass because, like I said, he's fine. But I, I knew something was going to happen with those two because they don't like each other. So it's going to be like a, a fake marriage proposal turn real I love you type of scenario is what I'm taking from that um I, it sucks though that the pretty black girl the one that's from the farm is now pre like she turned out to be pregnant that's probably why her uh father sent her away um so she can he, she can hurry up and get married and blame that pregnancy on someone else I don't know but I hate that they did that to her because she is pregnant now we'll see what that does and she's so dumb i didn't like oh i didn't i've never had my period before that's why i haven't bled in a month <laughs> prove i'm wrong you can't prove i'm lying you don't know me that's i mean that's what i would have went with i mean eventually she find out you lying but hopefully by then you be married already you just got hurt find a suitor hurry and get married make it snappy bam they don't know um so i am like it was really hard for me not to go to the next episode because this was a surprisingly good show. I don't know what I expected, but this was not it. And it turned out to be pre pretty good. Um, the person writing the letters, uh, what was her name? Whistle, Whistle Down, Miss Lady Whistle Down. <laughs> That's funny. I, I don't know why, but my assumption was it was the, the darker black lady not the queen the other one the one that was plotting with the girl's mom to get the duke and her together um, but I guess we're not really supposed to know who Whistledown is but she is dragging everybody for filth and it's pretty awesome <laughs> uh I think that's all I have so far I don't think I have anything else to say about the episode I'm sure I'm missing something but since I didn't write notes or write anybody's name down just going off memory and you know how my memory is so yeah I'll just leave it here um and just end it so I can't wait to see what you thought of the show 
like I said, I, I, I like it. Um, it was really hard for me not to go to the next one, but I'm going to pace myself one a week so we can all be on the same page. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That's Queen Mimi with her feelings on the episode. I think like you, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I kind of was like, mm, is this going to be good? Because I also know my feelings about Shonda Lyon, Shonda Rhyme shows, you know, still star-crossed, um, <laughs> have some feelings and emotions about that. So coming into this one, I had some additional feelings and emotions. I will also say the, the outfits are looking fierce. I like a lot of the the outfits, especially that blue, the all blue room. Oh, like that is that's some money shit right there. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, oh, why the one sis had to be pregnant? <laughs> why she already got to come from the bottom? So now she got to go trick somebody into marrying. But you can't be mad at her. That's what you got to do. She probably, yeah, and she probably didn't even have permission. You know, men go around as we see. I like the way we started off in this episode, how one of our main characters is probably like the man that left this girl with a baby in her belly. Like, um, oh, it was fun. I gave you a whole bunch of promises, a whole bunch of sweet nothings to get your panties down. But now that, you know, my mama cursed me out and put me in my place and told me that if I wanted to do my my duty and be a man, I need to stop fucking actresses. So there that is. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the same thing. What happens to those women? They're left with nothing and they have to bear the brunt of the shame. Although the man gets away scot-free. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. And the fact that she comes from a situation in which she's clearly a bastard i think that you know that's doubly shameful for her and i do feel like there's just a a black halo (laughs) above her head that unfortunately means it ain't gonna work out so well and that's unfortunate very unfortunate what else what else um that you mentioned that was funny about duke of hastings being fine the black man yes he is fine i love lady danbury i think that having a black queen is also just goals so yes i love the inclusion of melanin and like you i am the same way i feel as if there is not representation in a show i don't want to be down with it why do i have to be down with it when there are other shows that are showing that representation and those are the ones i'm going to gravitate to and give my audience viewing and ratings because that's what i want to see more of and it's not to say i don't ever want to see (laughs) a show with all caucasian people ever again in life but you know it's not the same relating all the time and believe it or not people like to relate to people that look and feel and act and react like them you would know since you have 98 percent of the media still (laughs) but enough of that if you want to send feedback on the next episode oh also glad that you're feeling better mimi 
You can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it in written form or audio, 10 minutes or less. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, go over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black girl magic.